0: Ladies and gentlemen, now hosting the RizzoCast. Put your hands together for Steven Rizzotto! What is happening, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 112 of RizzoCast. I'm Steven Rizzotto, and today we are joined by a very special guest. It is Solomon Bates former right-handed pitcher in the San Francisco Giants organization and current free agent, or is he a current free agent? I, uh, Solomon, do you, do you want to share some, some updates in that process?
1: Yeah. Uh, with the past, or right after I got released five minutes later, Sioux city, uh, the explorers, uh, contacted me. They gave me a deal. You know, I got six weeks out here to show what I'm made of. So I'm excited just to end the year on a high note, and just to go about it the correct way.
0: So five minutes after, is that right? Five minutes after? Yeah, you, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty incredible. So for those that don't know, Solomon recently became the second minor league player to ever come out as gay. And uh, he did it in an Instagram wow. post just a few days ago. Um, I, I guess the past... 48 hours or 72 hours or whatever it may be. What has that kind of been like for you?
1: (sighs) It's been a roller coaster of emotions. At first, I was when I got the news, I didn't know how to feel because I thought they were lying about it. And I was like, no, there's no way I'm getting released. And then once I left the field and packed my stuff, it all had been so real. Then I just was like, you know what? This is like the perfect time to just be me and come out, came out within that minute of coming out outposts the guy for their contact me did a little interview with him and then after that I just there's been a roller coaster of just ups there's some downs you know there's people who dislike what I did you know but it's not about them it's about being a, a role model for all gay athletes that are out there
0: So I think there's a lot of people that want to know um, because you're throwing well this year, obviously, in double A in Richmond with the Flying Squirrels, the double A affiliate of the Giants, you know, 4.02 ERA at 10.5 Ks per nine striking guys out left and right. And then you get told that you got released. Uh, Explain kind of the timeline of how that went down and maybe the reasoning, but, you know, I guess for the Giants parting ways with you.
1: It was it was quick. I got to the field early just to go do like early treatment. So I got on the one PM bus, got there. Within that five minutes, one of the coaches tapped my shoulders, told me to come inside the office. Went inside the office and I had like my salad in my hand, you know, typical. Um and then he just wrapped it back saying that the Giants were releasing you and I just like stood there and was like, No way. Like that's not happening, like what's going on but they told me that they didn't have a spot for me in AAA this year so hopefully another team can take my talents elsewhere and pick me up but when they said that it made no sense to me that they didn't have a spot this year because this year I was just like all right just let me finish the year in double a but I guess they didn't see me as a fit for the Giants so that's about it
0: but any any hard feelings towards the organization at all no hard feelings
1: um I wouldn't necessarily say it's hard feelings. I would say that they put a little chip on my shoulder to show them like what they're going to miss out on. But all the people that I met there, I love each and every one of them. It's not their decision. It's, you know, the head guy of the tops, you know, but it put a little chip on my shoulder to go out here in Sioux city and just to show them like they made a big mistake for releasing me.
0: There we go. And did you end up eating that salad? I feel like that's an important question.
1: No, I threw it away. <laughs> I didn't eat for the past two days. And I finally ate a Chick-fil-A salad today. I threw it away.
0: That's not bad. Okay, Not a bad yeah. compensation there. Um, yeah. did, did, did you anticipate any organizations maybe overlooking you because of your sexuality when you became a free agent just a few days ago?
1: I don't throw that out there because I don't put that in people's minds that the organization is going to overlook me because of my sexuality. I I can't say they are. I can't say they're not. I don't know what they're thinking, but you know, if they give me a shot, I'll be one of the hardest workers. Yeah. Well, I pretty much got my shot. If they give me another shot, (laughs) I would be one of the hardest working pitchers there because I want to be one of the best to ever do it. And I don't want to just be, oh, you know, Solomon Bates out gay athlete. I want to be Solomon Bates, the guy who did everything he could and showed the world that he is one of the best pitchers out here.
0: And I mentioned uh, before we started this, that there's a lot of giants fans that are now in your corner, a lot of baseball fans that are now in your corner and that have become pretty big fans of yours. Did you get any messages during this entire process the last few days that were memorable? Anybody, any big names, significant names that reached out to you? Who was, what was the most memorable maybe person that reached out?
1: The one the one that caught me by surprise was Carl Nassif. He messaged me and told me that I'm making a big difference in this world. And once I saw that, like, Twitter, like, that uh, DM in my Instagram, I was just like, that's a fake. It's not him. It's not real. I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, shit. It's it's him. I was like, it's Carl Nassif. <laughs> but. He told me that I'm making a big difference and that made me feel like a lot better. I still have like a little, you know, I want to get back at the Giants for letting me go. But like seeing that made me smile and and it showed me like what am I, what I'm doing in this world is, is going to go in my favor.
0: So my eyes maybe could have been playing tricks on me, but I was, I was looking at the Instagram comments on the post. Did Taylor Lautner respond to you or was that just like a fake account? (laughs)
1: No, I I know Taylor Lautner. Uh, I met Ow. him uh, uh, the end of <laughs> I met him the end of 2018 uh, playing a little slow pitch league, um, and then after the next year in 2019, he invited me to one of his Halloween parties, and ever since then, me and him have been friends.
0: Wow. So I was fully expecting you to answer with Taylor Lautner being the most memorable person that messaged you, but I guess you guys were already buds. So maybe not. Maybe that didn't catch you by surprise. Yeah, he, definitely I definitely caught my eye. So that was pretty interesting. Um and uh, it's it's kind of an exclusive. He, he noticed, I, yeah, go
1: ahead. I was gonna say he knows he's memorable in my book because he gave me some pitching tips.
0: <laughs> what did he tell you?
1: He just told me that to be a pitcher you gotta hit your spots he said he can hit any spot that he wants to by closing his eyes and then he told he taught me how to uh hit as well you know it it costs a little bit it costs you know a thousand bucks for his lessons but it was worth it
0: wow taylor lautner athlete never would have imagined well it's not <laughs> not shocking um so you, i mean it's kind of an exclusive club that you joined there's been a few players that have been i guess out uh in major league history not when they were playing and then uh, one other in the minor leagues um there's it's just simply not a lot of gay athletes professional athletes in the four major sports altogether um, or at least ones that are open about it do you kind of feel like a trailblazer at all when you know after announcing this news do you feel like somebody that maybe kids or younger people in your spot or maybe even older people in your spot could look up to you kind of like a role model type of thing
1: um I would say I hope so um you know um I would love to be a role model to those who feel like they can't open up because you know being a kid being in high school I've always been called a fag I've always been told that I'm not going to make it anywhere I've always been told that baseball is not for gay people like me I've been told that by teammates I've been told that by random people that just didn't like me I've been you know I've been pushed away so much but it's I'm I'm not giving up on this sport. I've been through the worst. It's only going to get better. I know how great I can be with putting in the hard work. I just know that if you just go with what your gut is telling you to go with and you believe in it 100%, then you're going to make it happen.
0: And let's get into kind of your, your earlier life a little bit. You went to high school in Oak Hills down there in the San Bernardino area in Southern California I mean, that's, I think that's why like the Mojave Desert, right? I mean, I'd imagine it gets pretty hot down there.
1: Hit or miss. The high desert was, it was, it had bipolar weather. It was hit or miss.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I know that area also has a track record of um, maybe not accepting gay people or kind of a little stale on the social issues to some regard. I think I read that the county voted to ban same-sex marriage in 2008. Did you ever Mm -hmm. feel that vibe while living down there? Maybe that was something maybe that was keeping you from from being yourself
1: i did feel that vibe i didn't care for it um i <laughs> going off of that i did have a drama class that i took for my senior year of high school and this one girl that didn't like me told me she was going to help me to the whole world and i just told her she can do whatever she wants because i'm still going to be what i want to be in this life she i don't i don't remember why she she was mad at me but she just told me that she was going to help me till the whole school and I was just like that's okay <laughs> but it 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 was something it was I've, I've been through a lot in Victorville I've been through a lot at USC and then I've been through a loving supporting role or loving supporting coaches on the Giants organization and then it's just getting better
0: was there a point in your youth or maybe a little bit after maybe as a teenager where you kind of realized that was who you are
1: I realized that at the age of five, I was trying to hide it. I was, you know, pretty much begging God for forgiveness, telling him to take this sickness away from me because that's what people told me, that you're just sick, you're in a phase, you know, you're ill. Go to God. I went to God, you know, talked to him numerous of times, you know. Um, and then I just finally realized just to love myself,
0: Do you you remember maybe having a conversation with family? How did did they kind of react?
1: The only person I told in high school was my brother, and he was very supportive. He loved me no matter what. He always showed that love. He just told me that as long as I'm a good person, that God will love me no matter what. Um, And then in 2018, I told some family members my mom was there for me she loved me uh i have two older sisters that were there they loved me for who i was um i had one sister that was against it told me that uh that's the wrong way to go but she was like if you're gonna be you that's you she was like i i just need some time to think about it which i felt like it wasn't her time to think about it. it was my big decision that i came out to everybody and the biggest thing is that I didn't get to tell my dad before he passed away in 2017. It, it took me a while. But I just, it hurt me to the fact that I wasn't able to tell him, like, tell him what it was. But I feel like he knows in heaven who I am now.
0: And he's probably extremely proud of you, I can tell you that. Uh, were, were you a Dodger or yeah. Angel fan growing up? Because I know that area could get very decisive. Yeah.
1: Yankees, Derek Yankees. Jeter, Yankees, you, <laughs> you had Derek Jeter, you had Manny Rivera, you had CC Sabathia, Alex Rodriguez, you had all the greats, I, I was Yankees, Curtis Granderson, Yankees.
0: So I'd imagine that you might be keeping up with the documentary that was on ESPN with Derek Jeter, that he uh, was the executive producer, kind of a biography about his life. Have you gotten a chance to watch any of that?
1: No, I want to. I want to and when I heard that he was I want to say manager for the Mariners correct me if I'm wrong
0: he was the owner like when of the he did have that little
1: yeah. Marlins yes I was like all right I don't care what happens I was like if the Giants release me now just send me to the Marlins I want to play it was it's just like how he carried himself and I try to carry myself the exact same way like no matter my sexuality or anything he Watching, turning on the TV, watching him dive into the stands. I was like, I want to be that guy. Granted, I'm not an infielder. I'm a pitcher. So I just want to do it in the pitching world now.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, do you believe that pitchers should catch pop-ups? Because I I, I've, I, haven't asked anybody this, but I feel like it's just such a no doubt. Because I, I pitched in high school and I would go after every little fly ball that was around in my area. And everybody's like, "No, pitchers aren't supposed to catch pop-ups." Well, what do you think about that? Like, would you go full out diving into the stands for a pop-up as a pitcher? Do you believe in ca- pitchers catching oh. pop-ups?
1: I'm laying my body on the line, getting back up, and then going striking out the next person. I believe that we can catch pop-ups. It the world makes it seem that we can't fill a pop or field a ground ball, fill a pop-up that. You know, all we can do is just pitch. It's more than just pitching. It's being a, a five-tool player. I feel like we all can be a five-tool player, but a lot of people, like, took that that role of, like, not catching a pot fly and getting out of there. I'm standing there until, you know, me and my infielders are cussing at each other to get out of the way.
0: <sighs> so pitchers could be five-tool players, too. I like that. I dig that. Um, why was baseball yeah. the sport that you kind of fell in love with? How did you kind of get involved in it, and what led you to enjoy it?
1: it just felt like home to me putting on the cleats and everything standing on the field it felt like everything I was going through in the world nothing else mattered but me being in that zone of playing baseball and just having fun like it it feels like that when I'm on the mound I don't know what's happening around me it's just me and the catcher's love I've always fell in love with pitching I've always fell in love with being in the face of like in the eye of like the fan, like being like that. So.
0: Yeah. And then of course drafted in the, uh, the eighth round in the 2018 draft. Uh, I always ask people where they were when they were drafted. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Tell me where you were when you found out that, that the, uh, the giants had picked you out of uh, USC.
1: Ah, I was at one of my friends' house. Her name is Alex Barajas. Her family let me use her house to have like a little draft party. I had about like 10 people there, 10 of my closest friends that I wanted there. Um, I had an agent who tried to sign his nephew underneath me. He did tell me that the Mets wanted me in the third round. I'm not sure if that's true, Um, but since he tried to sign his nephew underneath me, they didn't take me that first day. And then he told me that the giants wanted me In the eighth round, he said he's going to talk to them. He tried to sign his nephew underneath me. Um, Then he told the Giants that I would take less if uh, he can sign his nephew underneath me, me not knowing any of this happened. But, you know, the Giants signed me for the amount of money that they signed me for. Uh, They took me, not his nephew, you know. um, But I was was at one of my friends' house. I just had to let that story. I want to tell you every part of that story before you... no, you got everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, when we when we think about, uh, I guess America's involvement in the course of baseball history, we always think about you know conservative white males. That's kind of been the the demographic forever. And uh, you know things are changing, but you know that's kind of the reputation that baseball has had. Uh, with that reputation, did you kind of go into pro baseball thinking like, oh man, I got to. You know, maybe toughen up a little bit. Did you did you feel like it might be a little bit tougher to get accepted?
1: I didn't care, to be honest. I didn't care. I had one goal, and that was just to make it to the major leagues. I didn't really want any friends at first, but I've known some people that's been on my travel ball team. Uh, I've known people that I played against in college. We became friends, and then as things started heating up, going into Double A, it it was tricky, you know. Some people were against you. Some people were for you. Some people had to hide the fact that they were for you. But me, I really didn't care because I knew what I wanted to do. And if I had to lose some friends to get there, you know, I had to lose some friends to get there.
0: And we talked about the uh, the positive comments online earlier and I'm sure you've seen some some negative comments on social media as well. How do you kind of deal with the haters? I mean, tell me how Solomon Bates deals with the haters. Is there like a skill? Is there a strategy? How do you go into all the negative comments and how do you just, you know, deal with it?
1: It's it's all fun and games. Like I really don't take the negative comments to heart. <laughs> um, I'm getting to do what I've always wanted to do. You know, there's going to be people who have Twitter fingers and talk about you behind uh, a screen, a phone, a laptop, iPad. It really does not matter. I just know I've always been told that if you have haters, you're doing your job. Well, mom, I'm listening to you. I have haters. That means I'm doing my job.
0: Yeah, mom's definitely listening to this podcast right now. She is locked in. Oh anyways. yeah. <laughs> um scouting report. Let's let's get a scouting report on you. What 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 are your, you know, what are you bringing to the table I guess on the mound and what can we expect in uh in uh, in the uh, uh, Iowa this summer?
1: I have a fastball. I uh sit 93 to 95. Um I have a cutter. I have uh it sits from like 86 to 88 it can hit 89. I have a curveball that is 78 to 80. And I have a changeup that if my VLO is up on my fastball, my changeup's going to be up like the VLO as well. So it'll be anywhere from 84 to 87.
0: And what are you, what are, what are your, some of your strengths? Like if, if you had one, cause I actually, somebody submitted this question. I asked for questions. And uh, <clears throat> Addison actually wants to know what your favorite pitch is.
1: Addison, my favorite pitch has to be my fastball. I just love blowing that fastball by people. And then them just looking at me like, what just happened? So it that has to be my favorite pitch. And I do have a video to where I did blow a top row fastball by a hitter and he lost his bat in the process and went back to his dugout. So I have to say fastball.
0: Fastball, there you go. Uh, and, and getting a chance to play with a lot of these Giants prospects. I know there's a lot of people in the Bay Area that want to know um you know who who are going to make a difference on our team in the next few years and you had kind of a front row seat to watch some of these prospects play who are the different guys that have kind of caught your eyes that you could see making a huge impact in the big leagues in the coming years for the Giants
1: I would say do not sleep on Joey Bart he is a great catcher he's learning how to be a great catcher in this world he's learning how to be a great catcher at one of like the highest level Um, I would say Kyle Harrison as well. He is a great left-handed pitcher. They picked him well. Um, Also, I have to say Joey Marciano. He's in AAA right now. Uh, He is a lefty. He throws about 98. Just seeing him play and how he plays and how he goes about the situation, he will make a difference. He he just needs his shot as well. He should be called up, hopefully, at the end of this year. But if not, hopefully, a different team picks him up and puts him in the bigs. Um, but I would say those, those main three right there.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're, we're starting to see Joey Bart kind of take shape as a big leaguer at this point. Uh, let's get into a few more of those questions that were submitted. This one's from me actually. Uh, Cause I know a lot of people, a lot of Giants fans like to ask different players this question. So I'm going to follow suit. Um, do you eat mac and cheese with a spoon or a fork?
1: Oh, <laughs> it really depends I would say <sighs> mostly a fork but then like you have to get the cheese at the bottom so you have to use a spoon So both <laughs>
0: well, that's a good answer I've never that's a very decisive one too so hopefully I didn't like make your mentions go ballistic over that one um and this next one is also from me if you weren't a baseball no, I... <laughs> player uh if you weren't a baseball player you'd be a
1: uh, a performer. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I will, if I'm not playing baseball or if I'm doing a workout or if something, I love music and then I get bored. So I would listen to a beat, sit there and then write my own little lyrics to it, like rap lyrics. <laughs> I, I, I do have some rap videos. I probably won't show them at all ever in this world, but maybe one day I'll be comfortable to just posted out there but i would say a performer just because i like being in the spotlight
0: there you go performer i like that uh this one's from at becca camping underscore on twitter and she wants to know how can other players and coaches support teammates who come out
1: just be there for your guys i would say just welcome them with opening arms as most of the coaches in the giants organization did with me and then with some players who I'm very co- close with did as well as me, you're not going to have everybody that's going to be in your corner, but there's going to be some people who will be in your corner and those people who do love you for you. That's all that matters.
0: There you go. And then this final one, we'll end it on this. And this was, this was a negative comment that I got when I asked for questions that were, further, uh, but I, I'm going to turn <laughs> it into a positive comment because I, I think it's, it's important. This person wants to know, why is this important? And it was in a negative kind of context, but I'm going to turn it around and make this a positive uh, comment here. So why why is your story and telling your story, why is that important?
1: It is important for all of those who are just like me that are afraid to come out, who are just like Colin Massive that are afraid to come out. We don't have those you know, people who lead by example are like visualization of gay athletes being in a, what you call a manly sport. You know, that's what the world calls it. We don't have those up there at the highest level. And I believe that we should. And I believe that, you know, I'm not giving up on this dream. And then all those people who are saying why that's important, I will show you why it's important once I get, you know, another phone call of a team, you know, contacting me then just letting our stats speak for itself so that's why it's important because we we're we want to play the sport that we love it doesn't matter our sexuality it doesn't matter who we are we just want to play the sport that we love and sometimes people like people like me get that sport taken away I'm not saying that the Giants took it away from me I'm just saying like, like other people in instance you know that are scared to come out and that will quit because of they want to come out and then the best way for them to come out is to quit and give up on their sport.
0: 100%. Solomon, this was awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and and talk to us about your story and uh, definitely best of luck to, uh, to you and in Sioux city with the explorers Um, that of course is with the uh, American association league. Uh, So again, really appreciate it. And thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And, of course, you guys could go ahead uh, and follow uh, the uh, podcast on Twitter. First of all, you could follow Solomon on Twitter. He's on Twitter at SolomonBates underscore. And then follow the podcast at RizzoCast on Twitter and Instagram. And then go on uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. And uh, go download the episode and subscribe. Thank you. I can't I see at the end of this. I, I just fall apart completely. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching and have a good day.